Hello, everybody. Welcome to the beginning of a new week of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am your host, Steve. See what I did there? Look at him. Took yeah, control. You're driving the boat now. Let's see where this goes. I want to see where this goes. Crash it into the world's largest trout. So it's a win-win. Ooh. Crash a boat. Oh, I like get that. A trout. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, you know what's my favorite thing? Oh, by the way, I'm Will. If you this introduce is your first episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, we're so bad at it at the last gen arcade. We just start talking about video games. And the next thing you know, we're like, we don't even know each other. I don't think I've ever met the other guy. You have. He's been on episodes with us. <laughs> yeah, he has. All right. You know what my favorite thing about sci-fi is? Uh, women with multiple breasts or men with uh, multiple ding-dongs. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I do like that. But taxation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I can't get into my sci-fi properties unless I know what, what the trade routes are like. I need to know what the tariffs are. We touch. I need to know what kind of treaties. We touch on this last going episode. On. And uh, this one, oh boy, we're really getting into the taxation. Yeah, you want to know what the inspiration was for the prequel trilogy? It's this chapter. It's got to be this. It's got to be this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Let's dive. Let's dive in because there's a lot of let's take a dip. There's a little. There's a lot of mumbo jumbo to dive dive into. So yes, we are joining Paul, Aaliyah, Irulan, Cheney, Stilgar, and Korba. As they have a meeting and discuss Imperium stuff. The gang's all here. The gang's the gang's all here. I like Aaliyah in this chapter. Like the the yeah, the chapter jumps between I don't know, buddy. Paul's perspective and, and Aaliyah's perspective. I know, I know you don't like her. But she reminds me of like I know we've already made the Game of Thrones comparison already this season, but she does have kind of like a a, a season five aria. <laughs> which is where arguably everything started going downhill well <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just saying i mean uh, if you're not on if you're not uh, on board for this ride things are gonna get bumpy because i read i i, I read because i read the book already we all know this i already read like two chapters ahead mm. and things are gonna get things are getting things are gonna get real bumpy, bumpy real you. quick yeah, I got enough yeah bumps there's gonna be things already in my life let me tell you buddy yeah i guess so <laughs> you gotta get that checked out dude i'm working on it checking them all you want a doctor i can refer you to a doctor they're not all physical she's a bump specialist some of them are inside of inside of me <laughs> 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 so we got Olia. all right she's so we got here acting she... like she is queen of the fucking universe like she... because i guess she is Kinda. Uh, she's basically she's basically running the she's she's not running the show, but she acts like she is. She's calling people out on their bullshit. She's acting like a she's she's kind of like the Kramer in this she situation. Thi- she thinks she's you know running I mean? the show. I think. She thinks yeah exactly from behind the yeah, curtains yeah. pulling the strings. She thinks she's James Hetfield, right, playing Master of Puppets. But I don't know if she is. Right. Yeah. No. Turns out she's just Lars. She's just been Lars all along. <laughs> Turns out all of Metallica have just been Duncan Idaho uh, golas <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. Slight variations here and there, little tweaks. Yeah, sure. They've been like re re golad. Mm-hmm. What's the verb for? Because yeah, it's not cloning. It's not exactly cloning because they're using the DNA 
of the person. I think they're actually using like the body and regrowing the body in some sort of way. Mm. It's gross. Just like Metallica. It's more like um like an outfit, like a look montage, right? You put in a Duncan Idaho and he comes out looking like Kirk Hammett. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Or like maybe first he comes out looking like Dave Mustaine and you're like shaking your head. And you're like, mm-mm. And then he comes back out and he's Kurt Hammett. And, uh, and I don't know yeah. why I'm taking the Metallica side uh, on that feud between Megadeth and Metallica. And I'm not really, for the record. Fuck Metallica, too. Hey. There. I had to <laughs> you're say you're that. straight down the middle between. I had to balance the scales. Yeah, but like now Thanos. I have this... I have this theme, now I have this scene in my head of of all the <laughs> of all the members of Metallica coming out of dressing rooms trying on different outfits while like vacations all I ever wanted. I feel like that did happen when they all like <laughs> cut their hair and they all started like change their style a little bit. Right, yeah. They were they were experimenting for a bit. They tried like different lengths of hair until they finally just like, you know what? It all seemed to There's happen at the left. same time though. That's odd. That's the odd part. So we've gotten this meeting. There's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole bunch of things to talk about that the that the group here has to cover. The first thing is is that Corba shows up and he's like, "Paul, you gotta lead the program. You gotta lead the pilgrim prayer. We got a whole bunch of pilgrims outside waiting for you to give you give your daily prayer." And what does that even and, mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, Paul is supposed to get out there and lead the prayer or whatever. I did do a little dive on the religions of Dune, but I'm going to save that for next episode because there's more talk about it on tomorrow's episode. But uh, essentially Paul goes, no, you put on the turban, you get out there. Nobody's going to know. And he does. Nobody knows. Nobody's the wiser. (laughs) That's part of ruling. Like sometimes it's part of management. You got to delegate. You got to delegate. But like the thing that is funny to me is that they wait for the prayer to be done. They just kind of like sit there for like, I don't know how long the prayer is, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes or something like that. And they just wait quietly for Cobra to be done. He doesn't even close the door behind him. He's on the balcony outside the meeting room just going, people. That's all it takes. Son. That's all That's all it takes. Pray, son. <laughs> Pray, son. Worms. Ah, the people just need something. They're out there, they're aren't for they? It, and they just, they're not leaving until they get it. So you go out there, right? You say a little uh, sand talk, wave your hands around, maybe sprinkle some sand, some spice. Oh, that's a, that's a good, yeah, that's it's a good, that, that's a good ad. Yeah, yeah. Corba didn't, you know what? He probably Paul probably didn't think of doing that, but Corba did that during his prayer, and Paul was like, "Ooh, that was a good touch." Is Cor- Never Corba never thought of sprinkling spinach. Corba's not a snake man, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I seem to clear that. You mean like a cobra? I seem to clear that up in my brain. I got like a, a cobra. Yeah, that's what's happening, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you just, I, so you're just imagining Jafar basically, but when he turns into a snake at the end of Aladdin, kind of like a big, like muscular build with a snake head coming off the top. The thing that's really important here, before we get started into all the taxation business, we haven't even got started yet. That's the thing, people. We haven't even got started yet. We haven't even Still got started. Her is Stilgar is a cherished, almost like famous Fremen warrior. And you At know what point. he's been yeah. delegated to for Paul? A bureaucratic assistant, basically. He shows up. He 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 leads the meeting. He's like, all right, we've got the, these. These are the things that we need to take. All right. Irulan, he, he has her take the minutes. That's where we get all the quotes from, like, Oh, the, analysis of Muad'Dib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commentary. Yeah, those are the meet. Yeah, those are the meeting minutes that she just publishes as a book. It's smart. 
right? Yeah, he's yeah double there's, he's a, double there's, a, there's even a scene where he says like, uh, where uh, Paul says like, "Did you hear that, Irulan? Write that down. That was good. Who's, I like that." Who's the publishing house for all of these analysis and and a random house? They're still random house is still there. Yeah, yeah they made they, it. They made it. Ten thousand years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they you think you, they got they snuck in because they were already they already had had the name house it in the name. So they were like, yeah, <laughs> really helped the branding. <laughs> so Stilgar, yeah, he's re- delegated to a bureaucratic role. I think he's probably served the coffee for this meeting as well. And uh, the first order of business for everybody to get into is that. Oh, man. There's a lot of details here. Okay, so so essentially the Spacing Guild wants to sign a treaty with House Atreides. I think it's to guarantee their flow of spice, but also to protect the location of a of a section of the universe called the Tupoli Entente. The Do you Tupoli want me to get into the Tupoli Entente? Do you want me to get into that? Do you want me to get into the details of the Tupoli Entente? Tupoli Entente means? So the Tupoli Entente is a section of the universe where exiled houses go. If you go against the Empire, if you go against the Imperium in some sort of way, and you lose, which usually that that's what happens because the Carino family has held the, the, the has held the Imperium for ten thousand years until Paul takes it over. Mm. Uh, you're kind of exiled to this place. However, the only people who know the location of it is the Spacing Guild, and the entire Landsrad protects. The location, like they don't, they don't know it either. They they don't want to know it because if push comes to shove and they have to go against the empire in some sort of way, the Tupoli Entente is kind of like this safety net in case you do lose. There's a place where your house can go. You could be exiled. It's a place. Yeah, it's a section of the universe. Is it a pl- that the is it a planet Imperium doesn't know? I don't think it's a planet. I think it's probably like a group of planets, maybe a solar Multiple system. Planets. Yeah, yeah. Single sun, maybe two suns. Tatooine. Let's go with two. Two's yeah, always I like better. two. Yeah, two's good. Three, it's a little too warm, but two. Three will kill you. Two will just yeah, change yeah, you yeah, from yeah. Ewan McGregor into Alec Guinness in about seven years. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough on the skin. Yeah, it's, you know, you take care of your skin. Moisturize, sunscreen. It's important. You never know what's going to get you. And stay out of the sand. I think that's also a big contributing well, factor. Well, sand can be good for your skincare routine, Will. If you put it in with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, you get it in there, it opens up the pores, cleanses, maybe. Okay, you hold on to that thought. Maybe we can explore this in the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially, Paul says, okay, so they want... They want to sign this treaty, but they want to keep this place um, hidden. Stilgar is concerned because if they have a section of the universe that's hidden from the Emperor, from Paul, there's a possibility that they can gather forces, create an army, and possibly go against Paul. And Stilgar is not about that. However, Paul understands the purpose of the Tupoli Entente and giving some sort of like a safety net for the rest of the houses. Mm. So it's kind of like this balancing game that he has to play here. So he's kind of like, you know what? Fine, I'll sign the treaty. 
because I think this is probably a better thing to kind of give the kind of give the universe a little bit of a safety net so they don't like unite against me. Probably not going to end up being a good thing that he's doing this. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's a very political move. Stilgar is like, why don't you just like use your powers to locate where the Tupli Entente is? And there's like this, there's like three pages where he's like, use my powers, use my powers. You don't even know what you're asking. Do, do you, do you, have, do you have any idea? Like, do you have any sort of comprehension? Aaliyah's in there and she's barking at him too. And Stilgar's like, geez, man, I just was asking. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck, man? Why would you even ask something like that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I just know you got blue eyes and you say weird shit. Things happen when you say they happen. I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. Fine. I'll just lead them. I'll just lead the meeting. Next, taxes. All right. And that's actually the, what's next on the menu here. So the Ixian Confederacy. <laughs> Serve them up. All right. The Ixian Confederacy, not to get confused, but the trade sep, uh, the trade confederacy in Star Wars. Different different group of robots and confederacy. I wouldn't have confederacy. Uh, I wouldn't have confused them. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's good to establish those lines so the Ixian confederacy is willing to join paul's Imperium. however they are concerned about the amount of taxes they have to pay to the imperium in essence they want a constitution they want freedoms that from paul and his rule and paul gets into well that sets paul off on a whole other thing that's when he starts like pointing at Irulan. he's like and write this down too (laughs) constitutions are like (laughs) Etc. 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 Essentially, like Paul believes that constitutions are a like a set limit on the. It's a set limit on the growth of humanity in general. If you put, if you set what type of freedoms everybody has, everybody's limited. Paul's limited. The Ixian Confederacy is limited. They might have guaranteed freedoms, but they're only free within a certain realm. Without a constitution, Paul has free reign to kind of guide the universe in a way that he sees best. Now, is that a dictatorship? Is that tyranny? Yes. Absolutely. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Big time, absolutely, but yes. In Paul's opinion, he thinks that this is good because he believes that this will set humanity on a better path. Yeah, that's not gonna... It's not gonna, Paul. I mean, don't they all say that? They all don't say all that. Tyr- they all say that, don't they? All the people who did the worst things. And I think they're also taking some sort of spice too. Uh, there is always <laughs> some sort of spice, whether it be there's some a, sort of spice going on a in fictional there. space drug or you know actual methamphetamines. <laughs> Lots of meth. <laughs> so, all right, Paul does something that's actually kind of smart here. What he does is, you know what? No, I'm not going to sign a constitution. I'm not going to give them their rights, and I'm going to make sure that they pay their taxes because I'm going to work their tax agreement into the treaty that I'm going to sign with the Spacing Guild. So the Spacing Guild will stop working with the Ixians if the Ixians stop paying their taxes or paying the taxes that they owe. And the Ixians, and because the Spacing Guild is so goddamn powerful, the Ixians won't be, won't do that because they need the Spacing Guild to travel the planets. Boom. Uh, Fuck. Politics. Politics. And now after listening to that, it is reinforced again why people really dislike those prequel Star Wars movies so much. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons, but the, uh, the heavy I mean, politics. there's a way to kind of... Oh, boy. I think it was also kind of presented in a in a 
in a weird way. I wouldn't mind a a political sort of Star Wars show or something like that. I've always had an idea of like Princess Leia and her running like Run her around kind as a of baby like and solving solving mysteries and saving everybody. That too. No, (laughs) I would always wonder what it'd be like for Princess Leia to be like, you know, we're talking old Princess Leia. She's part of the Republic and she's like, she's leading, she's playing politics and she's trying to protect the universe. I think that'd be kind of cool. Kind of like um, the West Wing with Star Wars. Oh boy. You know? I don't know. I don't -hmm. know. I'm out. We get, no, yeah, I don't think, no, I think you're right. I got enough politics from Dune. Who's the president of the West Wing? Charlie Sheen's dad? Michael Sheen? No. that's Martin Sheen? That's another guy. Martin Sheen. Get him in there. He can play Palpa Sheen. Okay, now you're on to something. Writes itself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... That those are the two big main subjects. Uh, I think there's a couple other s- smaller issues that uh, that uh, Paul has to deal with. First is that Irlon's father, he's not exiled. He's not in the Tupoli Entente, but he's hanging out on Seleucia Secundus. And he's got a legion of soldiers that Irlon says is his, is his planet's police force that he's practicing landing maneuvers and all these different things on the planet with. Paul hears of this and he's like, concerning. yeah, he's like, stop that. You text your dad, say, I'm stop that. You can't practice landing maneuvers. You can't even practice. You know what? Not even a dance routine. <laughs> if I see any sort of choreography on that planet, it's done. Anything that can be used against off him. with his head. Choreography. <laughs> you'd be surprised how much you can get, get away with, with choreography. You can use it in almost any sort of situation. <laughs> You can bust out the worm on while you're on Arrakis mid battle. The you the Fremen will respect you immediately. I wonder if anybody's used a flash mob as a distraction to like rob a bank or something. In Dune World, <laughs> sure, yeah, but I mean, like in general, it's <laughs> a good question. I think it's I think there's a there's a kernel of something something there maybe we can develop it on the patreon all right uh the next thing the next order of business is that everybody's coming to paul for a baby yeah Chani's like i want a baby irlon's i want a baby uh stillgar's like the benny jesuit they want a baby Stillgar's probably like I can't Everyone, want... everyone's coming for that baby yeah i want that ba- baby paul is he's just not having it and it's mentioned here that there's a possibility that bringing an heir into the universe bring having somebody to take over for him could bring devastation to the universe. I can't remember the exact line, Spoilers. but it could cause worse things. So he's worried about bringing another child into the world. Cause it could make everything worse. He's not told that to Irulan. He's not told that to Cheney. He hasn't told that to really anybody. Maybe Aaliyah can suspect it. I don't think she has like, prescient powers per se uh, yeah, i might have she, might have assumed she, so in the she past probably knows what's up yeah they have like a sort of like a connection here you know they kind of like whenever they kind of look at each other he's like she knows what i'm thinking i know what she's thinking man we're on the same page yeah yeah, yeah we're on we're on we're on the we're on point here um so paul is like uh and there's this whole thing where he's like considering the effect that he's had on the universe and the 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 jihad and how it's destroyed so much and that there's so much bloodshed and there's all these pilgrims hanging outside his house. Every time they take over a planet, it seems like they send over a new 
batch of pilgrims and just you know sometimes he just wants to go on his balcony without being yelled at i, I get it it's a lot of <laughs> i get it I, yeah it's, you know it's tough sometimes you just want to hang out and then there's a guy asking you for change while you're outside on your balcony or a prayer you're like how'd this happen or to touch your hand or something look man you live in a freaky neighborhood that's the way i like it <laughs> And I think the very last thing that Stilgar has on the agenda before we wrap up our episode today is Stilgar says, oh, by the way, the guild wants to establish an embassy uh, on Arrakis. And Paul more or less just goes like, sure, fine. Yeah, Which seems whatever. like kind of a, a big deal. But I think it's, I well, Paul sees the importance of having a guild steersman. There's probably some sort of use. I think he says that. Like we could use as guild steersman on our planet. Maybe we can manipulate well, that or use it to our political to advantage. Each other. It gets fucked. I, I mean you have have you ever you've been in high school, right? Very very much the same. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I remember. It's very same, very similar situation. Lots of manipulating, lots of sand why i think i connect with the series so much and that's where the chapter ends all right thank you for listening uh please give us a follow on twitter at chat by chap and on instagram at chapter by chapter podcast and uh get out of here have a great rest of your day stay safe have fun and we will see you back here tomorrow for chapter five of dune messiah I'm back. You know what I'm about to do. You know what I do at the end of every episode with this jazz music underneath. Jazz music called Canadian Capers. I don't even like this song very much, but it said Canadian in it and I want to throw it in there because Canada. But you know why I'm here again. I'm here to thank Big Cheese Daddy for doing everything that he does. One day, he'll realize the mistake he's making and stop supporting us. But until, he, until that day, we're riding that gravy train all the way to the moon. Thank you so much, Big Cheese Daddy. Check out our Patreon, see if you want to become a Grudogram master like him, and check out our Patreon-exclusive podcast. <laughs>